when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. This is Nicole Hannah-Jones, creator of the 1619 Project from the New York Times Magazine. The project makes a case that you don't often hear in history textbooks, that slavery was foundational to America. So it wasn't surprising that we ignited a fierce debate among historians about these issues. But that's the power of the New York Times, to spark an important dialogue with bold, rigorous reporting that forces us to examine our assumptions. To learn more, go to nytimes.com slash worth it. Hi, I'm Imri, and welcome back to Wanna Be, the podcast that takes you from where you are to where you want to be in 30 minutes or less. Thank you so much for joining me again this week. It's the finale of the Cartoonist special. And I'm so sad that it's coming to an end, but I'm also so pleased with how it's turned out and all of the lovely feedback and reviews that you have given. Please do leave a review on iTunes if you have enjoyed this special because it has been so incredible to speak to these amazing cartoonists and illustrators thus far. So, in the final instalment of the Meet the Cartoonist special, I am so glad that the finale episodes are with Tiffany Ford. Tiffany is a storyboard artist at the Cartoon Network and has worked on Clarence, Craig of the Creek, the Powerpuff Girls Dance Panstead special, and she's the former colour stylist on Steven Universe. She's also been a director at Disney TV. Tiffany also worked with Steven Universe creator Rebecca Sugar on the children's book called The Answer. We talk about why it's so hard to say no as a woman of colour, the intense pressure she feels to be active and present as a minority. We talk about the importance of collaboration and what to look for in a good boss. From this episode, you'll learn how to identify why your work isn't hitting the mark and the importance of self-reflection. We also cover how to differentiate between external criticism and your own internal critic. We also cover what role burnout has in affecting your work as well as recognizing the signs of burnout. We also touch on how to accept and take criticism and the tools she uses to remove her personal feelings from her work. Just so you know, we pick up a bit of background noise on the call and we couldn't remove it. So it's definitely not going to distract you from all the incredible advice and wisdom. So let's get straight into it with Tiffany's greatest achievement. Uh, what's kind of been your greatest achievement to date and you know what led up to that oh wow saying no I learned how to say no this year oh that's good yeah and that was a big deal for me I've been saying yes for years and that's how I got here you know because I kept saying yes I kept saying yes 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 to everything and this year I've finally started saying no and I started saying wait and I started saying like uh like I I can't finish yeah you know and that's right now in my like tiny world that's kind of it's it's still very this is a fresh lesson for me so that's like at the top of my mind 
Um, and I think that saying no came from like years of saying yes. So it's a journey to like get to that kind of milestone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think other than that, the, my greatest achievement, maybe like on a, like a practical level or like a more tangible kind of work wise. Um, Hmm. I think the friendships that I've made on my shows, like the, the shows that I've been on yeah, are so, are so, um, invaluable to me. And that is something that I feel like did not happen like on accident. I feel like, uh, the friendships that I made, like really, really helped me work harder at my shows and be a better team mate, you know, mm-hmm. at work. So, yeah. It's quite nice that you said that because almost everyone else who's part of the exact design series has said that other people have been so integral to their journey yeah. and yeah. like forming friendships and collaborating with other people has been the single biggest thing that's enabled them to kind of jump through their careers and get to where they are now so mm-hmm. you're essentially just echoing this sentiment yeah, like man. so if you're an introvert I just don't know what you're gonna do <laughs> in this world because you need to go out and actually talk to people and form friendships with other artists who are doing what you want to do similar things to what you want to do so no that's I think that's beautiful like those are two great achievements like it's so hard to say no I still I still struggle I still struggle I just yeah I think it's kind of that idea especially when you're like younger in your career as well where you feel like that opportunity will never come again and so you say yes and then it's kind of exhausts you or it's kind of not what you thought it was and there's and but there's also things that are kind of like you say rocket you to where you are so it's like a bit of a learning curve to differentiate what's a good opportunity. Yeah. How have you managed to differentiate what you're going to say yes to and what you're going to say no to? I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still learning. But I feel like um, on a simple level, I think I've just been like more tired lately. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think that that was just like for me, the the point where I was like, oh, I can't do it anymore. I'm going to do a bad job for you guys, you know, um, if I stay. Yeah. So I think I have to, I have to go, I have to like stop this where I'm at right now and like, or, or just be like, I can't do this right now. And even on like a simple level, like I cannot hang out tonight, you know, mm-hmm. I want to, but I, I cannot, um, kind of to circle back, like this, this pressure to say yes. And I hope I'm not like, digging too deep or like throwing too far that it's really hard as a woman to say no, Mm -hmm. you know, and even harder still, if you're a black woman to say no, or any woman of color to say no, or anyone who's like not in the main, like, you know, in the majority to say no, because like, it was so hard for us to get to this spot in the first place. You don't, you don't want to slip even like a mellow, like, just, just even the slightest, you want to like keep inching forward because it, it was just tough to like get here. And even if it wasn't necessarily like a struggle for me more than like another, you know, person of color, like as, as a whole, it's hard 
yeah. you know, for people of color. So you are just like, I gotta keep, I gotta say yes. Cause like, you're kind of the representative I'm of your kind <laughs> in, yeah, in that space. That, yeah. That, and also just to be like, you know, I, I, uh, I, I cannot take this opportunity for granted because I know that it doesn't happen every day. So I'm just, I gotta, I gotta do it. And it got to a point where I was like, I can't do it. I'm tired. Um, but here are the things that are worth me being tired for. Here are the things that I would happily be tired of for, you know? Yeah. 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 I think that's important that you kind of, it's self-care reasons really it's kind of protecting Mm -hmm. protecting your creativity protecting yourself your mental health and all of those reasons and I mean I I think for me I get to saying no when I've actually complete it's gone too far so I Mm -hmm. I burn out so often it's actually insane how much I burn out in a year I I didn't realize how often I was burning out because I just didn't recognize that I didn't I thought that self-care meant that you, like, uh, you go home, you put on your very, very favorite, like, Hey Arnold episode, (laughs) and then you, like, you break out your most expensive face mask, because that was not easy to buy, and you slather that on, and you just, like, do whatever till morning, and yes, that is self-care, but that is not full self-care. I didn't realize there's a more active like agent to self-care to being like, you know, uh, I gotta, I gotta steer this ship a different direction. Cause I'm not feeling good, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of, th- that was a big lesson for me to learn this year. Yeah. It's a really important one. I, yeah. I've known about it for a really long time. I just, I'm really terrible at practicing. Uh, yeah, so I'm yeah, putting, I feel that. yeah. I think at the moment, what's really working for me is just having one, at least one thing that I do consistently, which is a self-care habit that is like always consistent. So mm-hmm. I make a mental note before I go to bed every night that I have to listen to a guided meditation that is like standard. Mm-hmm. I try mm-hmm. very hard not to go to bed without doing that. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's kind of more other things that I will use in like a crisis, like my coloring book. Um, mm-hmm. I will read uh, to kind of like ease my kind of like racing thoughts so yeah I have like kind of go-to self-care practices but there's I try to keep one thing consistent like this is the thing that you do for yourself and it's gonna take an hour and no one can like bother you um that's really cool I I think yeah that's very fruitful for me to hear because I'm still collecting like tools you know Mm -hmm. there's Uh, so many Get a self-care yeah. <laughs> jar. So one of um, the previous oh. guests, Georgia Dodsworth, she uh, she has a platform called The World of Self-Care, funnily enough. And <laughs> she introduced me to the concept of a self-care jar. And that was actually her action for the listeners, actually. So in your self-care jar, it's like a little glass jar that you can decorate quite nicely. I had imagined that you would make a beautiful one because you are an artist. Thank you. And you. so you make this jar, it's like a glass jar, you can decorate it or you can't, you do what you want. And then inside it are like a list of things that you enjoy doing or like statements that you quite like or quotes that you want to hear. And so she gave me one of hers and like the first thing I read was like, you are amazing, remember that you are amazing or something. Mm. And then another one's like, eat an apple. And then another one's like, drink some water. <laughs> so, just like, so every so often if I feel like, I'm having a bit of like a tizzy moment. I can just reach out for that jar, just pick something out. And then yeah. it's like an action that I can do in that moment, which I think is quite cool. So 
that's a, there's a there's a tip for you if you thank you fancy decorating a jar um, I might I might mine's pink with hearts on it <laughs> this is nicole hannah jones creator of the 1619 project from the new york times magazine the project makes a case that you don't often hear in history textbooks that slavery was foundational to america so it wasn't surprising that we ignited a fierce debate among historians about these issues but that's the power of the new york times to spark an important dialogue with bold rigorous reporting that forces us to examine our assumptions to learn more, go to nytimes.com slash worth it. Um, so to kind of progress forward, I wanted to know, so as a storyboard artist, you mentioned it was quite intensive and you're working with a lot of people. So I was wondering how you best handle criticism and mm. was it something that you had to develop over time? Were you ever sensitive about your work and your art? And people kind of being really critical of it. Um, I think that uh, it's it's a really tricky game because in storyboarding, especially one where you're like um, in a comedy situation, mm-hmm. uh, you're always ready to find out that your jokes aren't funny. And that's kind of rough because that's very personal more than I, for me personally, that's more personal than the drawing Mm -hmm. because, um, that is just what like made me laugh personally (laughs) in my private life. And it didn't, it didn't fly in the room. Um, and you have to. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. To like kind of figure out what wasn't working about that, I don't take it. I don't take it hard, but it happens, and you're like, it's it's a weird thing to be like. This is when you need other people because only like the collaboration of other people can you figure out like why this uh, wasn't funny. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think as far as the drawing goes, uh, and I speak purely for myself because like I said everyone experience is so so different everyone's journeys are so so different and I I don't get too hung up when like my drawings are taken down or like if they have to change because we're working for kind of a project that is outside of me anyway this is not my original idea this is someone else's original idea and commonly the creator's idea is even a departure from their original concept. 
you know, yeah. a bit. So it's like already like twice removed that by the time you're up there, like putting your ideas up, you really are just like bringing tools to this thing that is trying to get built as opposed to you toiling over your like very, very, um, precious personal like project. Um, like I said, that's, that's me. That's like my, that is in the four walls of my life because I've definitely talked to people and seen people who they take it really hard when their drawings don't go well or if like their jokes don't go well because it's a reflection on them personally. And that's Mm -hmm. true. And that's valid. You know, that's not wrong. That's just not for, for whatever reason, like that's just not how it's ever affected me. Um, if anything, it affects me if I've done a terrible job, like if my job like required me to have a certain quality of work and I didn't do it, I think then I would, the criticism for that, I feel a lot harder because that was like a mechanical thing that I should have been like doing, you know, that I should have been on top of. Like I knew to dot, like do my P's and Q's dot my I's and like cross my X's and I didn't do that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So that's when I would take it really hard and that's definitely happened. And how did you handle that? Oh, I cry. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I did a bad job. And like, and and usually like, and it's a good cry. It's like, oh, man. Um, but also what ends up happening too is that I like, um, people are there to make sure that you're doing a good job. Um, someone I really, really look up to told me that as a boss, her, your failure is her failure. So if you're doing a bad job, you're not dying your eyes, like crossing your X's, that's on her. Cause she didn't like, she should have been there to like lead you yeah. to be like, you know, why aren't you doing a better job? So in the moments that I've like done a bad job on my board, um, the team has like come together to help me make a better thing. And I've always, always come out with a much better project because everybody cares so much to like make this thing better. Yeah. Were you ever able to pinpoint the cause or like the root cause of the moments that you have done a bad job? I can't imagine that they're numerous by any stretch, but like, were you ever able to kind of like think back to like, think critically like, okay, I've done a bad job here what is it that caused that like what was the result of that or has it has it kind of just been like accidental in in many ways they're definitely front of my mind number one was burnout Mm -hmm. I remember I got really burnt out and I like just didn't have the energy to put good work together which is not an good excuse like you're here to do a good job but that's what happened to me was I got burnt out and I just like didn't I couldn't I didn't have any more gas to do what we needed to do and then um another situation is if uh if it was too hard if I just like didn't have the skill set to do the board the way I needed to um in which case like you know you they bring you up to speed your director and your showrunners will bring you up to speed because they want you to do a good job they want you to to be able to do these like things that they've assigned you to do you know it's not like a house um it's school you know i think working in cartoons is very much a school and um that's that's been a situation where i've done a bad job and 
I want to be very clear that by bad job, I mean that this was for me personally, not my best work, but Mm -hmm. no one has ever, ever looked at me and said, this was a bad job. Like I have always been met with like, you know, room to improve or like not quite what they were looking for, but thank you. And they like it, you know, how can we make this better? Those are, that's a language that I've always met whenever I've maybe like felt like things didn't go the way that I wanted it to. Mm -hmm. Um, I just want to be very, very clear about that. And I don't want to scare anybody Mm -hmm. to think that like, this is a scary world that you're getting into. It's scary because it's hard, but no, it's, it's not common. If you have a kind crew, yeah. Um, very optimistic about people. I think that more likely you will just be met with somebody that will say that, you know, uh, let's work on this, you know? Yeah. Thank you so much for working on this. Let's make it better. Um, and if you do a great job, you'll still hear that. Yeah. This sounds so nice. Like you sound like you're working in the best place ever, to be honest. It's pretty great. I love it. Um, I'm also the type of person I feel like, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's because of me or because of like just the blessings that I've had. It seems like I've always just been able to walk away from a job and been like, that was such a a wonderful place to work. And these people were so nice and like they treated me really well. And every time I maybe didn't do great, they still made me feel like worth having around and didn't make me feel like dirt or whatever, which makes me confidently say that it's not likely that someone would make you feel like dirt. Again, I haven't been doing this that long. So yeah, you know, this is very much like a young person's view on like the industry and how it goes. But I think it's like you've given some really fantastic advice or kind of guidance on dealing with criticism actually, because you made like a really clear distinction between what you take personally and what you kind of are more affected by and actually you're still able to be quite uh, introspective and look at where that came from and you know kind of within yourself what place that that work came from and it's still a very personal thing but at least you have at least a support network there and I think ultimately if someone else does not have the experience where their team is supportive I guess they that you have to find that elsewhere but it's really important to have really good support around you whether that's in the mm-hmm. workplace or ex, or external to the workplace and yeah, it's friends totally. and family that can kind of help you in other ways because yeah I mean some workplaces just aren't aren't great but some some are. Mm, yeah. so yeah so what are you working on getting better at right now hmm in a practical sense um I want to get better at like action I want to I want to be able to like storyboard like a like goddamn fight scene, man. Oh, well, wow. like for real. I want to be able to because I'm, I'm I feel like I'm kind of weak at that kind of thing. I'm I'm a lot stronger at like acting and character moments. Yeah. Um I want to be able to do like really dynamic like Fast and Furious just so that I know how to do it. Wow. Um so I I want to educate myself to do that, but it's hard. It, my brain doesn't work like that. Um, I want to be a more technical person because I just have always been kind of like, uh, like leaning more on design and like, Mm -hmm. like the, the idea of something as opposed to like 
the actual inner workings of what I'm drawing. Um, if I draw like, uh, a garden scene, it will be very like expressive, you know, you got sure. your color blocks here, you know what you're looking at, but I would love to be able to easily access skills like, you know, um, anatomy drawing and like, like real, like realistic painting and like really, really getting that down. Cause I think these are skills that really lay such a strong foundation, um, for the rest of art making. Um, I'm not saying that I cannot do it. I can do these things. I would just like to be better at them. So what is an action that you're taking to get better at them? Um, practice and also like finding time to do it, uh, to like practice and stuff. But yeah, just, uh, reading a lot of books. Like I'm, I'm not great at perspective, so I have some books on perspective, but the, the trap that I fall in a lot is that like, I'll buy these books, mm -hmm. but just reading these books is like really not going to do anything. You're, you're not software, you know? Um, so you, you have to just like do it you have to draw it and you have to mess up a lot. You have to mess up so many times before you like know how to do what you're doing. I like that you said that because that makes me feel better about the fact that I'm really bad at all things drawing. Related. Oh my God. Yeah. You have to, <laughs> I screw up, uh, 1000 times a day. And like the next day I'm like so much better at those thousand things that I screwed up, but then I have a thousand more screw ups I have to do. All right. Thank you so much. This has been like an absolute honor. I'm so glad we managed to connect, but thank you and have a lovely evening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Goodbye. you. Take care. Bye. So what did you think? You can find Tiffany's work on Instagram at atofani, that's A-T-O-F-F-A-N-Y, and on Twitter at ttofani, which is double T-O-F-F-A-N-Y. Make sure you follow her. She has such beautiful illustrations and daily color blocks. On Wednesday's episode, we talk about the books that have had a profound effect on her life and her career. We cover the ins and outs of being a storyboard artist and how you go about being hired at a big studio. This is the last week for you to download a free limited edition copy of the Wannabe One Page Business Plan and Goal Setting Guide so you can take your ideas out of your head and make them real. To get a copy, visit wannabepodcast.com and select free download. Like I said, it's only available until Thursday, the 25th of January. So don't miss out. This podcast is created by the Shoutout Network. Find out more about membership by visiting shoutoutnetwork.co.uk. Let me know what you've learned by leaving a review on iTunes via your Mac computer or on your iTunes podcast app on your phone. I love receiving reviews and I will read some of them out when I get them in. Follow Wannabe at Wannabe Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And to get extended show notes and the tools, resources, everything that we've mentioned in this episode, visit wannabepodcast.com. All show notes are updated on Wednesday. I want to say a massive thank you for listening again. I hope to see you guys on Wednesday. Bye. Zero Accounting Software presents Small Business Challenge. Hello and welcome to our 30-second podcast. I'm your host, Ollie, and today my guest is Terry the Tough Guy. He's notorious for getting bills paid quickly. Mm, sure I am, Ollie. Let's crack some knuckles, shall we? Oh, 
Uh, so what's your advice for an unpaid invoice? Use zero. It's a county software that can notify customers if they haven't paid you. Sounds beautiful. Oh, it is. Really? Golden. Connect your business at xero.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.